And welcome once again to Living in the Past. Uh, we're a podcast that goes through a month of the 90s every single week, but not this week. This week, uh, we're doing another uh, of our little bonus episodes. We're talking about Simpsons. Um, with me on this uh, um, journey is always Ben. Hello. The uh, bonuses have been coming thick and fast lately, have they not? Yeah, but a bit, bit of a peek behind the, the curtain. We were, we were worrying how to, how to rejig. So we did the two-parter last year, which I think was last season, which I think was like too much. And... Mm. It's, you know, the, know. The, the the series is deserving of it, and um, but I found out this time I, I we we've been sort of messaging back and forth about um how we're going to do this, and I was under the impression that you were there was just so much good stuff that you didn't know how to whittle it down to five or ten, but then that you... was my initial reaction when I looked at the episode names. Yeah, and then I watched a couple, and I thought, oh, wait, these aren't as good as I remember. No. Um, well, I mean, no, that's that's your opinion, which was. But oops. but then I persevered, and my opinion has been a roller coaster ever since. Yeah. So we've we we, we were firstly going to do a top five, then a top ten, then we're going to rank all twenty four of them. That um, was a very and, brief thought because yeah. the, we did not give ourselves enough time to watch no. all of these episodes. So we've 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 settled for a top ten. Um, so we're not going to go through every single episode. We're going to do some honorable mentions and some honorable, um, not going to be on our list at all. Mentions. We'll we'll mention everything that aired through ninety five, but we won't. Yeah, but we won't deep. go into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but before all that, we, I know we, we usually do living in the now for our uh, our monthly episodes. We don't usually do it on the bonuses, but like uh, Benjamin went on a trip to go see um, emo bands uh, this week, and on on his way to said emo bands, singular, uh, he did a ghost tour in Ballarat. Uh, so oh, I, actually it was Ararat. Ararat. I beg your pardon. It was, it was a big trip. We left Thursday morning. Yep. We left the earliest I've ever left for a Melbourne drive, pretty much aside from the time I drove to Murray Bridge and had a nap. Yep. Um, we got in far too late, went and saw Jimmy World, My Chemical Romance, went to sleep, um, spent far too much time on the Friday not doing the things that we probably should have been doing, like leaving. Um, but that was good. Like, we had a good Friday morning. It was nice. We took our okay. time. It felt nice. And then we were late to Ballarat. Um, so I only had, like, a, half an hour in Ballarat to wander around. Well, you know, uh, we didn't see, nothing didn't against see Ballarat, but, like, yeah, we, it was like, <laughs> Ballarat's got, you know, uh, it's got a couple of good pubs and it's got my brother. So, you know, you can do that in half an hour. Yeah. Um, so then we scooted straight on to Ararat. Really nice little Airbnb, like the perfect spot for where we were touring. Right. Um, it was three minutes from the Aradale Lunatic Asylum, as it ah. was called, where we did our hunt. Uh, I went up the wrong road initially, um, so it actually took us five minutes, but still. Uh, we got there in time. This is all super important, was the story <laughs> Yes. <laughs> this, this is Maggie Max 3. It's all a big lead up to nothing. Um. It was actually really, really good. This is possibly one of the best little investigations we've done. I think I saw you in a uh, in a mortuary, like in a um, the freezer thing. 
Yeah, I, I got I got put in the fridge. Um, Jesus, how was that? I think I just got pointed out straight away. She's like, "You, do you want to lay down?" I was like, "Heck yeah, <laughs> I love being the guinea pig. This is great." Did you just um, think that like, oh, she, she thinks she thinks I look tired. She wants she wants me to have a lay down. Oh, <laughs> like your poor man for a lay down. Yeah. Um, and then she pushed me in and slammed the door behind me. Okay. And apparently Laura just was overflowing with guilt. Did, like she encouraged me to do it. Yeah. Not realizing that I was going to get shut in there. <laughs> uh, and then they all just left. Oh, okay. Um, but not straight away. Uh, so I started like filming and checking out if there's any dead people with me. And the so there's two trolleys or two okay. little tables, two fridges. The door next to me like slams shut. Okay. And my first thought was like, oh, I'm not supposed to talk. She's yelling at me. And then I was like, hang on. They all went into the other room. Why did why did that door just 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 slam shut? Mm. That was weird. And then later she said, "Oh yeah, I saw it was a jar, so I shut it." Like, yeah, don't tell me that you shut it. That's fine. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought it was anything else. I'd be like, "I'm shutting the door right now. It's not a ghost." Yeah. yeah. Um. Fast forward to the very end of the tour, okay. where Laura and I are up in this very very spooky hallway. I thought she. She was a really good tour guide. Like, I'm glad we had her. She was pretty good. Um, but there's a little bit of, like, encouraging to put you on edge. A lot of them okay. do it, but this, yeah. this seemed a bit more like, you're going to be scared. Um, Which kind so of, like, we're in poisons, the, it kind of poisons the well of, like, you, you're, yeah, not going, like, you're not going in there fresh sort of thing. Do I feel uneasy because you made me uneasy or yeah, because yeah. something else? And when you go so into a place called a lunatic asylum, I don't think you need to like butter the bread. Like I think, I think like that you're already uneasy. You don't need to like sort of like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mind's already making things up. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So, so you're we're in the there. staff. We're in the staff building. Okay. Um. Apparently, it's very, very haunted. Okay. We're on level two out of yep. three, and I thought she was getting one back on the other two people on the tour. Did not seem keen to do the next activity. Okay. So she sent Laura. To the end of the hallway, upstairs, and then the hallway mirrors where we are. You walk all the way along by yourself, back down the stairs to where we are. Okay. So she sent Laura off on her way, and I was like, so what's going to happen to her up there? What? what? Like, <laughs> trying to get the inside word on, like, what? Yeah. am I going to hear her scream? Is there, is there definitely a ghost up there that's going to push her down? And she goes, I'll tell you afterwards. It's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Can't wait. And then Laura comes back down, and she goes, now you. It's like, oh, oh. <laughs> I th- I thought it was just Laura, and we were then going to debrief on on what what it's like up there. <laughs> so for the first time ever, I was actually shitting my pants. Nice. Um, remember you were at the railway with us recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where we walk down that train to, by to the train. In the dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like I was a touch uneasy because it was very dark. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't see the doorways or anything, but like I was comfortable walking down there. Yeah. I didn't feel spooked. I got to the top of the stairs before this hallway and my stomach was going, my bum hole was going, <laughs> I had a little bit of a shake, my heart was going, I was like, I I don't want to walk down there. Like, yeah. I, I don't, very, very, very nearly turned around. But I just kept telling myself like, I'm spooked because I let myself get spooked by yeah. the way she was talking. Like, it's fine. I'll put my torchlight on. I've got a little lantern. I walked, she kind of made a comment about how quickly Laura went 
And so yeah. did Laura. She's like, I basically power walked. I was like, no, no, going to go very, very slow. Going to check all the rooms. I'm going to walk in a constant circle. Going <laughs> so to crop dust, crop dust the entire way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I went as slow as I possibly could, uh, feeling very, very nervous. Yeah. And occasionally there was a kind of feeling of like, there's something behind me. Yeah. But again, I knew it was just my brain thinking like, watch your back. Because, not because there's something there, I've just, I've spooked myself. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then as I got towards the end of the hallway, I was like, no, no, everything's fine. This was okay. Didn't hear anything. Didn't like feel anything physically, like, uh, not like physically within me, like, you know. Yeah. Outwardly, physically. Um, so then they're like, oh, cool. Let's go have a little investigation area. It's like, wherever you want to go, the building's yours. Which most wow, places... Okay. Yeah, most places they kind of want you around. Yeah, they want to know yeah, where yeah. you are. This lady set boundaries. She's like, "Don't go past this hallway. Don't go past that doorway." She's like, okay. "I don't care what you do. Just go for your life." So Laura and I went upstairs completely by ourselves. Right. We could hear a little bit of the chatter downstairs, um, but possibly some of the best stuff we've ever experienced. With they have one of those, not quite the K two meters, the old clear ones with the red bit on the end. Yeah. And the responses we were getting to it, it just, I'm sure someone could debunk it somehow or say there's radio, I don't know, the radio wave, something, who knows what. But the amount of times we would get one for yes or two for no, yeah, straight after a question, was, I'd, I'd never experienced it. it was, we must have had 20 back and forths. Wow. Okay. And then at one point, Laura says, can you knock? And there's a knock in the room next to us. And we go, was that you that just knocked? And it says, no. <laughs> and then we said, was there someone else here? And it says, yes. Jesus it's like, Christ. Like, it doesn't physically say yes, but like it flashes once. <laughs> but the timing of it was was too impressive. Um, but the, the highlight and the low light, we had night vision goggles. Okay. And we're in this essentially pitch black hole. We got those... Uh, Remember Xbox Connect when it would put out those dots? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Kind of like that, but like a little green light. So okay. So it's putting out these little green spots everywhere, but the battery started to go, so it was really, really faint. Okay. At the start, it lit up the hallway perfectly, but now you could barely see. Okay. And I said to Lauren, like, it's 11.30, like, we're supposed to be done now. She's like, no, no, they'll come get us. They'll come get us. So we carry on. Five, six minutes later, she goes, is that you that I just saw? Did I see you at the end of the hallway? So I pick up the night vision goggles and I see this shadow come across the very end of the hall and I get this little chill. And she goes, did I I see you again? Is that you? Are you here with us? And then I see this sway and someone step and my heart drops. And we had this, we were recording it at the time, just audibly. Yeah. And I go, is that? And then pause as this thing takes another step. And she goes, that's it, guys. Time to wrap up. Oh. And then just... You need to tell people. <laughs> you need to announce yourself as soon as you walk in. That's amazing. Because it I was think... like the creepiest, most incredible thing she I've ever seen. totally knew. Yeah, she said after, she's like, I saw the red light, like I knew you had the goggles on, but, you know, she's like, I thought you saw me. So, like, <laughs> I was just walking. So, well, that sounds, uh, yeah. good time. Well, that sounds like a good time. Good. All right, cool. I uh, highly recommend if you're ever in or near Ararat, yeah. um, do the investigation at the asylum there. They do a three hour and a six hour um, 
Yeah. Six hours. Would really be, good. Would be a lot. That's what I thought, but they all said like it just it flies by. And okay. the three hours went really, really quickly. Right. Okay. Well, so there you go. Time. I'm glad that we, so I'll, we could have waited until next week, but I really wanted to hear it. So that's the first time I'm hearing it too. So that's, that's amazing. So you're all very welcome. <laughs> all right. So let's get on to Simpsons. Uh, all the episodes for 1995. So we're going halfway through season six and then the first half of season seven. Season seven being uh, what I found out was my favorite season. Um, most like, most likely because Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein kept, uh, they were the showrunners for that season and season eight. And I've believed the stories and just like some of the stuff that they did, like some of the um, the routes that they took were were good. Like I I, I think they they made it a little bit more um, heartfelt, and I think they also got some very definitely weird, very weird um, special guest voices. They weren't going for like just the, the popular ones. They got like you know like Lawrence Tierney on, on one. They had um you know uh, a couple other ones that were just like a bit of our left field. <clears throat> but um and not like super obvious I, I can't remember who plays don brodka but yeah that's that's lawrence teeny that's lawrence teeny so like that's lawrence Benis's, yeah. uh, lawrence, um, Benis's dad um, yeah so just like random little characters that just kind of fly yeah. under the radar uh kirk yeah. douglas as um is in there donald Sutherland's in there um like to look toward the end of the season um so i uh yeah look, looking at that and um the this is probably like yeah the golden age of, of we said that last time too but this is like it's it's, 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 <laughs> it's definitely getting I mean I think there's going to be a point where we start to see like the cracks start to show um, and there's a few in this in this um, batch that we're looking through today that uh like there's some some not great ones as well um, but you know it's all up to perception sort of things so what, Let, how do you let's, want to do let's start there because I don't know what your thoughts were but the first I. My intent was to try and watch as many as possible. So I started from yep. what is our start with Home of the Great, the Stonecutter yep. episode. Yes. And it started off pretty good. Like yep. it has a lot of great moments and it's funny. It's a really weak ending though. Um, a lot of I thought Simpsons for sure do, this was going to make my top 10 and then it just fell away. Yeah, a lot of Simpsons do have like weak endings. And, all that. and I, I, I think especially when you watch it nowadays, it's what um, really uh, makes it... Like they 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 start off with a simple pre- premise and then like they just don't know how to like connect all the dots, and yeah. I don't know whether that's like studio sort of thing or like it's just you know what what whatever the process is, but um, and I'm sure it's very very hard to 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 write a Simpsons episode that's perfect too. So like you know don't 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 get me wrong. Um, how do you want to do this? Do you want to go through like each one or do you want to like do our top tens and then or how 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 was the best way you reckon? I, I my thought would be we'll go through them all. Um, and we'll sit on any if we want for a minute or two and go yep. through them. And then they'll give a little hint if they're going to make the top 10 or not. Okay, cool. Well, let's start with so, Home I don't of the Great. Know if, yeah. Did you watch it? Did you like it? I do like Home of the Great. I, I think the Stone Cold okay. episode is amazing. Um, I do like anything that adds something like, well, I've talked about this in other, other Simpsons episodes too. Anything that adds to the folklore of the town um they the only, and the only thing too is that they, they don't and really disappears forever. well yeah they don't touch back on this at all and it's, and it's all because like homer ruined it ruins it as well but i um, do think you see the lead stone cutter at some point in later yeah. episodes and patrick stewart doing the the voice for the for um number yeah. one um i'd like i love the fact that um uh lenny outranks mr burns um i also just like the fact that um this, this has obviously been going on for years, and Homer's just only just now sort of cottoned onto it. Um, the whole "shut up" 
is a really yeah. good sequence. Um, the egg thing has always been confounding, but also really kind of funny too. One of the best jokes I think is the uh, the fact that he still has the same parking space, but he just gets, gets given up um, some rollerblades. <laughs> um, this is where I uh, one of the, I think I've mentioned this in previous episodes when we've done Simpsons. I joke that I hung on to forever and didn't fully understand of when they say kids can be so cruel. Oh man, yeah. And I thought that was funny. And I thought, yeah, Bart running off in agreement was funny, but I never realized that he's taking that as allowance of like, kids can be cruel. Off you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do that. So, yeah. Um, next one is And Maggie Makes Three. Uh, I do like a, like, this is probably the last great um, back, like, back back in the day episode. I don't think they did it, did it very well off this. I think they started. Um, Screwing around a bit with the uh, con- con- continuity a little bit after this, uh, we're, we're sort of looking at stuff like the mid. We're, we're yeah. looking at the the, the early nineties, um, where they're still watching um, Nightboat, which is a very eighties thing. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's not the Night Rider thing, but um, I Bongo Head um, <laughs> will always be a classic. Um, and I like I like seeing I like seeing Homer happy. And I'm like, and I know that like yeah. it kind of sucks the fact that like you know this is like a like as much as is it about it's about Maggie it's also like a real kick in the teeth for Maggie because like she basically like is said to ruin like the entire family's happiness because of of coming around it's like and she, poor Marge yeah yeah like she I don't like the I don't like the fact that they um said that like you know she's basically scared to tell ta- to tell to, to tell Homer it's like yeah fucking hell that's not that's not a good uh thing to be uh. Another thing that just, yeah, that adds to society's pressures and expectation of what relationships and parenting is like. Yeah. I know it, it shouldn't because it's a cartoon, but it did. But, like, um, you know, well, well then we we can't hold it up as, like, the, um, as a positive beacon if we can't sort of also hold it up to, like, you know, it said some yeah. really fucked up stuff as well. So, uh, I mean... Another you, thing... Yeah. Sorry, go. Oh no! And having said all that, I mean, Homer pretending to be a sperm just like makes it all go yeah. away. It's amazing. So, uh, I noticed a couple of things in this that I'd never thought about before. When he is about to quit the power plant, he says it's because he's debt free. I found this weird. Yeah. Did they pay off the house? Yeah, apparently because he didn't have college debt. No, so I think I assume that like they've they've paid off the house and like now there's like. I mean, maybe the car as well. I don't know. Maybe like they've consolidated all their debts into one. Um, yeah. I mean, had they had they but borrowed then, money off of um, Marge's sisters? Oh no, not yet. But like, yeah. But then he um, goes back to the power plant by the end of the episode. So, I suppose they're saying that like he now, should be rich. Well, no, but but like I think that's what they're saying is like now he can have a job where he doesn't need to like have that much money. Like they can cover everything else and be happy by just like using a a pin monkey salary yeah. but like you know to, to actually like cover an, an extra um child and all that stuff you need to have like that salary that the um the power plant, plant so you're is. saying he goes back to the power plant and then the extra money he gets is already spoken for pretty much yeah like because like mm, another child is it. like yeah yeah I know. It's, 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 it's also is he fired from the bowling alley or does he quit well he sh- he shut up the place <laughs> Yeah, so I believe that, I believe they would have said like you can't come. Uh, yeah, I, I believe I believe he would have said like um you know you can't use a shotgun to um to get customers. Um, but also 
referencing the Stonecutters episode where it ends a bit weak. This is, it's almost a, a twist because you forget the whole plot is why is there any photos of Maggie? Yeah. And then it comes back to, oh, the, the door for her. Yeah, and I, and like it's good because like we don't get many Maggie episodes because like she is like a small, you know, she doesn't talk and she's like the the, the youngest of the household. But it's like uh, it's good to see that she gets her own episode essentially, um, even though she's not in you know, it that much. But um, yeah, I think uh, and like we we you you kind of get that sort of um, thing for the next few seasons of of them actually caring about each each character and stuff and then yeah. i believe a lot of people sort of said like that they didn't like the simpsons after like season 10 or whatever because of you know um the stories and stuff i think i think it's more because they lost the heart um than, than anything else so um but let's go on to bart's comet which i love um i remember watching this when it first came out um like first premiered i remember um they really lent into the whole that the town's going to get demolished they didn't really sort of like in the ads leading up to it they weren't saying like Bart discovers a comet it was all about like um yeah like the, the building the, comets, the drama building the drama lots of stuff um yep. uh Moe's bar being set on fire in every <laughs> in every simulation is amazing um and I like the fact that we meet uh, a bunch of Lisa's friends the the like the nerds um like Data and um yeah it's kind of cool that there's like we see this other side to where, like Lisa's kind of the cool one in that bunch. Yeah, she's the only one that isn't an outright nerd, basically. Yeah, and also like and we how see got... um, who's who's the kind of leader with the dark hair and glasses? We see him again. Data later on, is it Data? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah he'll be back. And I always like the way that like they're singing their song. Like that, Super Friends, and Bart just goes, "Hey, shut up." <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the uh, the the bomb shelter as well. I think um, that whole sort of thing is great. The the barnyard guessing game. Um, Lady goat is a sheep. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, there's also a weird commentary, possibly um, when those fighter pilots eject, mm. and they they're talking about this is what happens. Yeah, for healthcare. Yeah, you know, like a left wing and a right wing. Yeah, fighter pilot. There's, there's a lot what, of there's, there's a lot on? of these things. Um, because like they had like that right wing writer John Schwartzwater on there. It's like I, I assume like a lot of that stuff's um from him. But then it was like the the Simpsons are very like left leaning, so I suppose they sort of push back with that sort of thing. But yeah, let's um, let's not forget to mention the amazing uh weather balloon that Skinner <laughs> puts butt, up in the air. With butt, a, yeah, yeah. Um, and I also like, <laughs> he later calls his Rumpty Doppelganger. <laughs> yeah, Rumpty Doppelganger. And um, I love how he goes into one of his little um, monologues and he talks about Principal Kohotek and he got him, him and that boy of his. Yeah. Um, I love anything to, to do with Dart Skinner. It's amazing. Um, There's I think another we, scene I think in we here see not- Principal Kohotek um, later on. They're the ones that have got that... Uh, when they go to the um, Civil War reenactment, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. They're learning for free. Yeah. Um, so when Bart is with the super nerds and he shows them the comet coming towards the school. Yeah. It's not noticeable. It's not important. But directly behind him, Milhouse is sat there with a sandwich and he's frozen in time. <laughs> like, I know he's a background character. It's not important, but he's not moving. I'm surprised. I think he's I've, just, I've got... he's just sat there like mid mid chew. 
I'm surprised it hasn't come up on my. Uh, I, I follow the Instagram um, Simpsons faces, and sometimes like those weird Simpsons faces, they um they put them up each like, each week. So oh, someone's dropped the ball there because it's. Yep. I mean, it's not a great face, but I was like, because they cut to it quite a few times. Like he's not, he hasn't moved no. at all. Come on, you guys are a big budget show now. Uh, next, we got Home of the Clown. Um, I sent you a gift for this because there's there's bits in this that I I remember. Like it, it, there's just some classic moments, like the whole uh, when Krusty's teaching the clowns how to do. Like they they, they smashes the wealthy dowager in the face with a pie. Yeah. Um just, Yeah, and the um the the funny place names and it's got Seattle. Um just and like I love the bit where Homer does the close encounter scene where he makes a circus tent with his mashed potato. Yeah, his little um, face when he's making it. Yeah, he's got his like his little tongues like sticking out as he's doing it. And yep. um Yeah, I just think like it's, it's it's one of those it's it's a weird episode because it sort of just comes out of nowhere. I think like maybe they're just trying to find a way for like because like Homer and Krusty do kind of look look, look at each other like look the same. Yeah. Um, I do like anything with the, mo- the the mob. I like I love the Simpsons mob. I like a, a fat Tony and a um and a legs and a um, and, and a forty eight dollar debt. Yeah, forty eight dollars. <laughs> um, speaking of Homer, isn't doing this for the money. Like, hmm. there's no mention of extra income or, like, when they have the no, pony um, he has to get a second job. It's just, he just saw a billboard and was like, okay, I'm doing that now. Yeah, and he's, he's the, he doesn't seem to be working either. So, um, but I do love, I mean, the fact that he beats the Hamburglar person to yeah. to death. Please, like, my medical alert reads the bracelet. <laughs> um, and Krusty is gold in this as well. Krusty's like the dodgy season ridiculous. of Bean. Um I just My like house is dirty. buy me a new one. Yeah, it's like uh, if, if you get if you if you if you cheap out in the balloons, it takes out the eye of every kid in the room. What's that going to cost you? Hey, what that cost us? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's classic. Um, the Gary Debart versus Australia. Now, I look. I remember at the time. Uh, I don't know whether you remember this at all. There was such a blowback in the in our country about how we were represented on the screen. Like I remember, like people just like went absolutely nuts because like they did do every single trope that like you think of with um with an australian but it's like uh, at the same time like it's the simpsons like you know they they kind of that's what they do um i think because it was such a staple in australian households you kind of felt like it was your not that you're part of it but like it was like it was part of our culture in a way even though it was nothing to do with it yeah just you felt like there was when they lit up Australia with Mr. Burns' name for his birthday in what yeah. was like season four or something. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, they they acknowledge us. They know yeah. that Australia loves the Simpsons. And then when this was coming, it was like, ah, oh, they're finally like coming to Australia. This is a huge deal. Like this Simpsons is everything for us. I mean, for kids of our age, I guess. But and then just just drongos. But maybe like you know maybe the, maybe the thing that p- pissed off most people is that like. <laughs> They got this perception from somewhere. Like it's it's probably true in some regional centres that like there is a the the, the well, not the prime prime minister but probably the mayor like could be out in a dinghy drinking beer. Like it's just was that's a joke about the um I forgot his name now the prime minister that went missing. Harold Holt. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like you I, know I think um, it's just a take on yeah your prime minister went for a swim and he's gone forever. I that do should not happen. And the the funny the the um. There and like there's there is a uh, our friend who's used to who's been on the show still um, he 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 introduced me to these Tobias memes that sometimes get very very dark, 
but have a look around there for them if you like. Um, but that whole thing about um, Bart wanting to just prove his point of like the water going the wrong way is such a is such a funny concept. And I I, I love uh, Phil Hartman as um, the ambassador guy. Uh, the first thing he says like, "Oh my, hello." <laughs> It's like Conor, uh, Con- Conover, yeah. Okay, we're in agreement. She won't be allowed near the phone again. <laughs> it's like, please, um, disparaging the build is a bootable offence. <laughs> um, I do want to mention that a couple of things. Firstly, Australian d- drinking culture, they, I gotta say, they're pretty spot on. They kind of nailed it, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like, I mean, the whole sort of Britishness of the accent was a lot of thing that, like, I like, but I do love the guy who says, I would have called him Charles Wazers for the bullfrogs. And just like, and like, we have got weird names for animals. Like, it's like, let's not like beat around the bush. I think the one thing they probably, yeah. I don't, I can't remember, they probably didn't um, misrepresent the Aboriginal people much. I think like, there was one in the background, I think, when like, they were, when they were, sort of rating that the capital sort of thing but like there was also mad max people yeah. there and stuff but yeah. like i suppose they did I don't think of... they really acknowledged it which yeah. is probably for the best yeah well i think i think maybe like they sort of said like let's just leave that alone um which is you know which is good um but yeah like i mean i suppose even nowadays like people in america probably still believe that there's like you know kangaroos i mean not to say that like there was a kangaroo like two streets away from us like a couple of years ago yeah like it happens <laughs> yeah they're not wrong yeah. Um, the other thing which we talked about on an episode with our friend Andy was "Don't Tread on Me," oh, yeah, which is taken from the uh, right wing folks, but it's not entirely a right wing symbol. No, like it didn't it's, start out that way. It's got the snake, like sort of, yeah, yeah, and um, it's it's on Metallica's Black album, but yeah, the um, the right wing have sort of um adopted it for their, I think, for gun, like to not hand over their guns lots of stuff but again like you said they've got a right-wing writer so what what angle are they taking yeah i know like i mean i suppose they're trying to think of like what's the best thing to write on a butt um and i do like the fact that lisa points out like i'm amazed that he can write so legibly on his own butt yeah um homer versus patty and selma um i fucking love this episode uh homer like gets desperate for money so he he asks (laughs) he asks him for a loan um i love the whole pumpkin thing at the start um, What's I the pumpkin the, thing? This is uh, this is the first one of season six I did not watch. He um he puts his he puts his money in pumpkins. Oh yeah, yeah. And so um before he, he, and, he, and he starts yeah and he starts to make lots of money and then like um he doesn't doesn't sell them in time, so like he loses a bunch of money, uh and um he has to borrow money from Penny and Selma. Mel Brooks is in it for whatever reason, um and Homer's um it's also the one where Bart does ballet. Um, which I think is really good. Susan Sarandon oh, as the yeah. ballet teacher. Um, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's, it's one of those episodes, like we do have our Patty and Selma episodes um, uh, like here and there, and some of them are great, some of them are not great, but I, I really like this one. And like I like the fact, I mean, the fact that they got such a hold over him, but also the fact that um, even I think Marge is sort of like, she... Like, there's a bit towards the end where, like, Homer, like, does that thing where he's, like, he takes the cigarettes and he says, I'm in Flavor Country and stuff like that. And, like, <laughs> Marge is, like, proud of him because he actually set, stands up for his um, for his sisters and stuff. And it's, like, you know, they do see, again, like, the next episode, they're probably, like, really mean to him. But they do see there's a side of Homer that does actually, like, you know, look out for other people 
and it's um yeah, it's good. So. When it's in his best interest. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Don't forget that. So after that, we have uh, A Star Is Burns. I really like this episode because I really, I really like the critic. Um, it's this was it's, a good one for just not beating around the bush. Like they're yeah. calling out to crossover. They make fun of themselves throughout, like they do when they poke fun at Fox and that sort of thing. Yeah, and um, I just mean the whole man getting hit in the crotch by football. Um, all the all the sort of movie parodies. Uh, I like the fact that yeah, they they also like make fun of the, yeah, the crossover thing when he's like, oh, if you ever want to come and see my show, and they're like, no, we're not going to do that. Um, because that, like the critic was made by um, Al Jean and Mike Reese from The Simpsons, and um, it just it just started. And like as I said when it first aired, like when we talked about it, I think in '93, it's a really good show. It's on binge now if you want to give it a go. Oh. Uh, it's um, and there's some really really good satire, especially like with with film and stuff like that. Um, I don't know about them making fun of poor little Drew Barrymore though. That's mean. She's not like Mo. No. Um, but after that, we've got Sarah's Burns. We got Lisa's Wedding. I didn't like this. I watched it again, and this is probably the one Still of don't. the. Yeah, I, this is one of the of this of this batch that I was like, I don't know whether it's because I don't know it's not set in stone. I know it's like not um, saying this is what actually happens, but like. I think it was too early on in the series to like start making like uh, thoughts about how people are going to end up and lots of stuff, and it's just like I don't know. Is this the one where she marries the British guy? Yeah, yeah. I always thought that was later on, like a season ten or eleven. No, no. But I had a feeling it was this, so I just skipped it because I never liked that episode. No, it's it's still uh, still pretty unlikable. I think like and it gets very tropey with um the. like the future references and lots of stuff, like you know, um, it's. I don't know. I, I think it's it's just a weak episode in in in, in this in this um batch that we've got. Next Sorry, one Lisa. is uh, Round Springfield, where um, March becomes a cop. I really like this episode. Um, I love the something said not good where Homer's at a, at a card game at the start. Um, we've got uh the guy from, the military supplies store, back. Yep. Um, I think this is probably one of his last episodes as well. Um, I know it's it's a good episode. Like I, I really like the music. They they do they do a version of um, the Simpsons like sort of in a Hill Street Blues type sort of thing. I, I've always loved this version of the um, of of the song. So uh, yeah, I, this one's pretty good. Did you watch it? There's uh, another one I sadly did not watch. Right. I apologize. Two in a row. I did watch two two dozen and one Greyhounds. Oh yeah, I think I've just done it out of order. Sorry, That's that comes fine, up because this one's much better. Two thousand one Greyhounds is amazing. Um, this is probably one of my um, favorite of the bunch. Like not to sort of. I, I completely forgot the the Rhino at Large thing at the start. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's and, um, and again it's another in, intro that makes no sense in the background. And then like it's obviously I think um, see my vest wins it because it's just yeah. that's one of the best songs ever made by The Simpsons, and it's just it amazing. Um, the PTA disbands. I made that exact note. <laughs> the PTA disbands is. Um, I really like this episode. Like it's it's good to see uh, the townsfolk sort of coming in and, and teaching. Um, I like the purple, purple monkey dishwasher is probably something that like is like in pop culture for forever after this um, because they're, they're they're playing a um, game of like telephone where we're whispering to each other and it's like <laughs> Skinner says the teacher's going to crack any minute. Purple monkey dishwasher. Um, <laughs> 
it's just amazing. How much did you hear that throughout school? And the next I believe years I later? believe I was in like a quiz night team once called Purple Monkey Dishwasher. Yeah, um, I think everyone has been at some point. Um, I, I a, loved that... it, but at the same time, it was one of those Simpson gags that like everybody knew. Yeah, it's... I know that's a paddling. It's good. Yeah, um, anything to a Jasper is is pretty good. Um, I love that. I think our second Jasper sighting as well so far. Yeah, and I, I and I also love the fact that Lisa can't deal with not school not being there, and she's like she goes, and she's going being graded. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But one of my favorite bits is is Bart going into the bank. I like I like the I, I always had this thing of like when when you're not at school and you go out to the real world, it's just like such a weird thing because um, you're supposed to be in school and like all, everyone's at their jobs and stuff like that. And he goes into a bank and like says like there's no money, and then they got a Jimmy Stewart guy. It's like no, it's in Bill's house at Fred's house, <laughs> and it's just like it's just the, the stupidest joke. But this is like yeah, one of the one of the, like the little sort of nods to like classic movies and stuff like that. Um, then we got Round Springfield, which I thought was actually an earlier episode. This is where, um, this one, I, I don't think I actually watched, uh, for some reason, I don't know whether it was banned or, whether, or for whatever reason, I just, it, it was never on my original VHS tapes that I taped off TV. Huh. Um, I, it's, it was one, it's one of the ones I've sort of seen the least. Um, but Bart basically eats a, um, a metal crossio <laughs> that's in the packet and um, he goes to the hospital and then Lisa finds um, Bleeding Gums Murphy there and, and he's um, dying, basically. And it's a really, like, somber sort of episode. Um, I kind of like the fact that Lisa, you know, it shows her musical um, love and also the fact that, you know, she does have these heroes and but then she's also got to learn about death at a very young age. Um, I skipped this one because I remember it being quite sad. It is. It is. And then, yeah. like, but, but they can't... But then again, they kind of um, fluff it because they do that whole... Um, the Mufasa Darth Vader yeah. thing and I'm like, oh it's a little bit on the nose, but mm. um after that that's when the that's when the Springfield connection, the, the one when Marge is a cop comes. Um twenty four uh, fourth episode of the sixth season, Lemon of Troy, um a classic. Uh, an absolute classic. Probably one I've watched the most out of season six. Um I love yeah. I love the whole it's 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 basically everything you want to want in a um at that age watching it you want to be with your friends like going into enemy territory and like, you know, um, stealing something back that belongs to you. And like, it's got a whole, you know, you've even got Nelson and Martin kind of friends from episode, just, just and, friend- and data. This is data returns. Da- yeah. Data returns. Um, and they, they, they're friends because they've, they've got like a, a, a shared objective. Um, but even then, like <laughs> there's that thing where Martin makes the song. The medieval song about, <laughs> he's dancing sort of, around and then, but he's, and then like Nelson's trying to punch him. Oh man, it's amazing! It's um, another episode where you like growing up. You're drawn. Well, I mean, I was. I assume everyone was. You're drawn more and more towards Homer as your favorite character. Yeah. And every now and then, it brings about to like, no, Bart is the one that speaks to you the most. Like that's that's you. You're out doing shit with your friends. Yeah. Think you're being really cool and tough, but really just a dumb kid. Um. There's also mention of an angel sighting. Yeah. Is that? Because uh, that comes up a, a little bit future reference. On. Yeah, yeah, multiple angels hiding. So maybe they like they looked into that, and that's like that episode's pretty good too. I like that. Maybe um, they actually had a Bible going on, huh? Oh, I hope so. No, I don't. Yeah, sure. I, I actually know for sure they did because they've talked about it in the commentaries. Because <laughs> I'm a nerd. Um, who shot Mr. Burns one and two? 
this was a big staple of like season six and seven. Like this is like uh, this is where they really came into the, like anyone who didn't know about Simpsons would know about it because Fox publicized the shit out of this and like it was on like national news. I remember it being on um, Channel Ten News because they were obviously the ones that um, had Simpsons on their channel. Which is just ridiculous when you think about it, but it's like you know they they tried to make it like a whole sort of cliffhanger thing. Um, and they did, and they did. Look, I, regardless of like, I think the first episode is genius. I think the 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 build up and the story and the fact that they just made like Mister Burns into this Bond villain, um, it just sets it up so well. Um, yeah, the let the, like Maggie being the killer is a letdown. But at the same time, it's like, what's what's your alternative? Like, you know, yeah, it, it couldn't be anyone else. You yeah, have an gonna actual have, character shoot him because you're gonna have to like then have to worry about like you know oh, I'm gonna um I'm gonna have to have someone in jail for like a certain amount of time or there's gonna be like you know whenever that person's in the scene they're gonna have to like um reference it sort of thing. But then I mean, it could have been Smithers. Yeah, but then again, like you know, Smithers and Burns being such a good team that you don't, you don't want to break that up. I love. There is a there is a um a episode down the track track where um someone points out to Mister Burns Maggie he's like oh the baby who shot me no <laughs> it's just like a fleeting reference to the fact that he knows that a baby shot him um uh, there's also a, a golden Abe line here that I, I don't know if I noticed before when he says your lamp's running away <laughs> and then he says so long then he says so long lamp yeah <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad you agree that the part one is. Like classic Simpsons fashion, the lead up is better than the actual ending. Yeah. yeah. Like it's... part two has great moments like Mo and the lie detector test, um, the fugitive ripoffs. Oh, I don't yeah. know if, if they're making another commentary about police work when they're like, they just put his fingerprints next to each other. Like they're a match <laughs> without actually checking them. Oh, and also um, the Twin Peaks of it all. Um, yeah. That's pretty good. The, and like that, they 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 specifically wanted that in there because I think they're all huge Twin Peaks fans, at the Simpsons writers sort of thing. So, um, which I still like. I mean, I, I've never watched it really, so I, I can I I I I've watched the clip on YouTube to work out what the reference is, but I still got no idea what's going on <laughs> because I'm not smart enough to watch. It Twin sounds Peaks. like you have watched Twin Peaks because no one knows what's going on. Okay, so um, going into season seven now, we got uh, Radioactive Man. Um, an awesome kicking off point, I think. Um, but if you don't like Millhouse, you're in for a bad time because he's as annoying as fuck in this episode. And oh, I think he's all right. Yeah, there's bits in it where I'm just like, he's such a belligerent little kid. Sometimes it's like, um, when he's like, <laughs> like they they did this heartfelt speech of like, you know, he should come on and join the movie. He's like, no, <laughs> and it's just. He's, I don't know, he just, it, it, sometimes he just annoys me. Um, he's yeah. just, he's just, and I think that's what he's there for, but it's like, yeah. Um, but Let's be not too... forget uh, Spirographs, though, because he's oh, the yeah. real hero of this episode. Jesus Christ. <laughs> think about it. No, you won't. <laughs> it's those little things, like, who thinks of that? It's ridiculous. And how does someone else go, yeah, put that in, that's weird. Oh, like the, um, Dr, the Dr. Colossus or whatever, and, um... The who shot Mr. Burns? It's like don't go yeah. up to don't go up to Mount Evil, but all my stuff is there. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, I don't appreciate in Radioactive Man when they say to a lesser extent Van Dam. Yeah, oh. 
But like you know, we're 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 in that thing. But and don't worry, we'll we'll be giving Van Van Dam all his props next week. On uh, I get Arnie. Arnie was on a pedestal at that point, but Stallone, come on. Which is funny because like both of those, but but both of those in the action, um, movie sphere, like they're on their they're on their downhill spiral. Like Van Dam was probably the one, the only action movie actually like sort of keeping it keeping it going. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh, home sweet home dumb diddly diddly. Uh, love this episode. Uh, stupid babies. <laughs> stupid babies in the most attention. Um, yeah. So uh, that just and I think it's also a thing of like um, watching it again as a parent. You you do have this fear of like the day that you forget to do a whole bunch of shit is the day that like someone important goes to your house and goes oh you're 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 negligent, and it's yeah. like yeah. You, you would you, this probably rang 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 true for like more people than you would think of like, look, I'm trying my best and I wanted this today for myself and th- that just happened to be the day that like you know someone you know came across like what that I hadn't done stuff and it's like it was like yeah heartbreaking a little bit just to sort of see him and like um well, especially when Marge is sort of struggling with the with the two workers um and you see how like you know how strongly she like believes in their kids and lots of stuff it's like yeah i, I love those marge moments because but then like at the start as well when they're she seems like the perfect mum they set it all up like she's doing everything right yeah well, and she's then doing it's... everything yeah um and then it's like go have a little treat day yeah and it's like because yeah. you deserve it you've been working very hard yeah and it's just like and then and then that's that's the sort of thing it's like homer comes in and he's like because essentially it's, it's, it's his fault because it's like uh, I, I, I'm not going to help you maintain this household uh, all the time. But what I'll do is I'll, I'll treat you to a spa thing to make up for the fact that I'm a shit husband <laughs> and father. Yep. And then like that, that basically leads to their kids being taken away. It's just like, yeah. Um, one, one thing I do have to point out before you go. They, the, the people that come and take them away, yep. one of the points... He says, I'll quote, improper overhand fashion. Yeah, so... The toilet paper was hung in improper overhand. Yeah, I always think, like, I've only ever known overhand. Like, I don't know, and when I've gone to people's houses in their underhand, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Who's doing it the other way? Apparently, that's the way Why? you're supposed to do it. No, no, it's not. Uh, I don't know. One of my friends um, growing up had Upsetting. underhand. And I even said to him, I'm like, what's going on with your toilet? He's like, what do you mean? And it's like, all right, I'm not going to leave that alone. <laughs> Sometimes I'll see it at my workplace and I'll leave it to see if someone else changes it. Like, was this a mistake? Did they put it on not knowing which way it was? Yeah. Or are people doing this intentionally? No, people are just insane. Um, <sighs> but sells your soul. Um, I really like this episode. I think I not yeah. didn't used to like this episode, but I think... Watching it around now, um, this is really where the um, the emotion of like Oakley and Weinstein being the showrunners really comes into it. Like Bart is hurting in this episode. So he, he's like realizing that like you know he's not great and does some really really dumb shit. Um, but you what, know what they do in this episode that um, things like Wayne's World and Tommy Boy kind of failed. There's so many scenes and moments that just feel like one line skits and jokes. Yeah, and they all get glued together. Yeah, like it. Yeah. It all just fits. The the B story or C level, yeah, kind of the, the B story of like Mo having the um 
redoing Moe's is kind of weird, but like kind of plays into it as well. Like I like how, like the good thing, like um, to, to that point of like gluing these skits together, like I think um, more so than like the Simpsons coming out nowadays, I think they can intertwine these stories really well. Whereas like once you get to season 11, 12 and stuff, it's like they're standalone ABC stories that don't really interact much with, with each other. Um, whereas I Me- think... Meanwhile in this, you've got... Professor VJ Cornucopia's Fantastic Food McGorum and Great American Steakery. Yes, you do. Incredible. But it's like, um, and that's why, I, I think that's why I really liked when I was on my Modern Family binge is that, what do you think of that show? The way they intertwine seemingly very separate stories. Yeah. And always, there's always like one for each family. But like they, they do towards, they somehow in the end get it all together. Like I think that's just brilliant writing. And I think we're still in the, in the midst of brilliant writing for The Simpsons at the moment where they can do that. Except um, when Lisa, this has happened in the past, becomes Irish. How does that happen? At the very end, when she gets this soul back, he says, how'd you do it? It's like, with the money from a piggy bank. What? No, she doesn't. She talks she weird. Just, no, she's just. She does. For the money from the piggy bank. Yeah. Uh, I suppose there is a little bit of a thing to it, but like. Yeah. It's happened in, in other episodes that we've talked about where her accent goes somewhere else. And I don't get it. <laughs> well, talk about Lisa. Lisa the Vegetarian is the next episode. And um, do you want to marry a carrot? I, I, when I, I think someone, <laughs> someone I, I knew back in the day, like I turned Vego in 2018 and someone said that to me. <laughs> so a carrot. Oh, yeah, it's still happening. Um, kind of good to sort of um, draw a line in the sand and, and make, and like, you know, this is one of those major decisions that you can't just like the next next week, just like um, uh, reverse back on. Um, the fact that they got Paul and Linda McCartney in here and I think they kind of insisted that if you're going to do it, you're going to have to like, you know, we're going to, I don't know whether they said that you have to make one of the characters vegetarian, but I think they wanted that in the story. Um, I, I appreciate that a, a poo does not, consume any animal products as well yeah like this is basically the first um the first instance of veganism like i would say in like i i could you know out there within a with a, a well-known character in a in a series i don't know whether up to that point anyone would have identified as vegan and um and you know what, and you know what the oldies will say he wasn't putting a label on it why do you have to <laughs> Um, but I, I like the fact that um, you know we got the maybe I'm amazed um, with the with the lentil soup um, recipe. Um, Such a good song too. Oh, I love that song. And um, you've got you know like I think um, I mean my my son watched it and he like it's it, it like we've we've discussed he's, he's discussed a few times that how he wants to maybe like um, like be vegetarians and stuff and we're like oh you know just make sure you make the right decisions and stuff. Um, but I think this episode is like one of the ones where, especially when like they literally go from a piece of meat to a lamb, like in the in the dream sequence yeah. sort of thing. And it's just like, yeah, like it's 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 confronting, and probably you know I'm sure like someone complained in America or like Australia about you know you're trying to like brainwash our kids, but it's like, well, maybe at some point they need to be shown that that's what they're eating. They're eating a baby lamb. It it's a very um, ballsy move to make because it is. It is essentially undoing the society brainwashing that you're not eating a baby lamb. Yeah. You're eating meat that's on a shelf. That's not the same thing. Is this the independent thought alarms? Yes. <laughs> yes. When um 
it's like they put the colored chalk in the in the in like really like a, that colored chalk was made by Satan himself. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Yeah, basically. Uh, Treehouse of Horror. Um, this is the good one. We got a uh, we got a uh, groundskeeper Willie as Freddy. Um, we've got a uh, the the giant logos. Oh, the giant mascots. Oh, just don't look. Just don't look. And then we got Homer 3D, which is um was, that was like the big pull card of, of this of this season. I remember when the ads were coming on TV of like oh this is gonna be like a major Halloween episode, and you saw like the the 3D Homer. Um, I love the music when he first goes into that dimension, and I've tried to find it online. And I think I think there is one. I think you can sort of listen to it through SoundCloud or, or YouTube, but it's just this really sort of calming sort of music yeah, when, yeah, he's, when, he's, when, he, when he's exploring the dimension and yeah i love it this was i feel like one of the the tentpole moments of primary school was you know people talk about water cooler moments to have that as a child yeah yeah but for the simpsons to finally be 3d and then he was in the real world at the end oh, man, the erotic i remember as a kid thinking like what's gonna happen next week like, is yeah. he just going to be walking around the streets now? Is this is this going to be Simpsons from now on? Because I was a moron. Um, <laughs> but like that excitement of like, what what's next? This is this is huge. But also like a really weird ending that they they, they end on erotic cakes. Like there would be so many questions. That's one of those ones where it's like, yeah. you know, like, but I like, and I, I love how the the the, um, the humans, like the real life humans around him, are interacting and like sort of like it's it seems very natural. Um, even to this day, like the, the the effects look really good to this day. Yeah, yeah, I was impressed. Yeah. Um, um, going back to the the mascots though. Yeah. And Homer saying to Marge, "Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time?" Oh man. Uh, he's such a dick. I also like the fact that like when he answers the door and he's like, "Hello, what? Yeah." <laughs> and oh, and Flanders running down the street. Help me, yeah. Lord. Help me, Lord. <laughs> oh man. Um, that's i forgot that treehouse was it, it kind of stops for me why well, i thought it stopped with uh the toaster and the shinning and, and that too. Yeah, yeah and evil crusty being like the greatest but this is this is a very good yeah. horror. yeah um yeah, the next one we've got is king size homer where homer gains a lot of weight and yeah i didn't watch that one it's pretty good uh, oh I I started to and I was like I don't like the way we're looking at disabilities and him getting weight to be yeah it's it is mm. it is a bit sort of um mm. it 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 walks a line because he's doing it to himself like he he basically knows that he's trying to rip off disability um and then Lisa kind of defends him um which is also one of the funniest scenes when she's defending him and then like He's not some food crazed maniac, and then the like next to the bus was he's, he's in like a ice cream van, like eating ice cream. It's amazing. Um, Ma, uh, Ralph asks, he's like, one your dad walked into a restaurant and then ate all the restaurant, and then they had to like close yeah, the restaurant and washed his fat guy hat. Ah oh, man, yeah, Moo Moo shopping, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Uh, number eight is Mother Simpson. Whew. Is this the saddest episode ever? Uh, yeah, like it's it's yeah. it's significant and um. Obviously but you don't think it's going to be like it's it's funny like it's a standard episode Bart bites mm. his tongue in the dark and it's hilarious <laughs> um damn you Walt Whitman oh man Walt Whitman yes and I think one of Laura and I's favorite moments is <laughs> man <"Mam." laughs> when he's playing operation yeah. and gets zapped 
Um, me and me and uh, one of my mates um, have a long running joke of like Johnny Unitas. You could, that's a that's a haircut you can yep. watch it uh, time you watch to. Um, Another thought I had watching this is Abe's probably not that old, is he? No, because I think we a, have Homer at like what thirty five or thirty six. Yeah, he's supposed to be like thirty six. Yeah, thirty seven. Yeah. Yeah, so he's probably not beyond sixty or sixty five. No, he just looks super old. <laughs> yeah. Um, Glenn Close. And he's, I'm the, pretty um, sure he would have been older than yeah than his wife, but not that much. I want to. Um, Glenn Close as as, as um, his mum's voice. Um, you also got uh, some pretty good Chief Wiggum, like young Chief Wiggum, um, and you got Mr. Burns. Just I, I I I the the history of Mr. Burns fascinates me. Like he's just got, and the the fact that he's so old. It's all believable that he was like this bad guy for so many, so many different times. Like he, like you could always just chuck him in. And it's like, well, Mr. Burns probably did that because he was he's been a bad guy for so so long. Um, I do like how they sort of younged, youthed him up a bit with his hair, um, yeah. and his glower power, um, and yeah. So uh, another really decent episode. Sideshow Bob's last gleaming. Um, I don't need much to love a Bob episode. I fucking love this one. I love uh, the idea of Rupert Murdoch in jail too. <laughs> don't have me killed, but that sounds all right. Oh man, just like he's like, I own half that network. <laughs> so why is he in jail? That would never happen. God, no. Apparently, like this is like the prime time that they were like taking shots. And apparently, apparently he loved it. Apparently, they they liked the, the pot shots. So you know, whatever. Um, any good? Any news is good news. I do like the um. They there's a movie they based on, you know, when they sort of uh, they're zooming in when the bomb's about to explode, and they yep. use that. So that they, they they base that on a, on another movie which they've done quite effectively. Um, I like the fact that Lisa's from when she's writing the note that goes up on like the screen. She's like <laughs> a really intricate note saying like Bob's the sideshow Bob's bomb was a dud, and <laughs> um, but my all time favorite joke of this episode is um. They're going back on the prison bus, and Wickham goes, "Where's Sasha Bob and that guy that eats people's faces?" I'm right here, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, it's amazing. Um, we've got uh, the Simpsons 138th episode, spectacular. Um, which I mean, uh, you know, to call it an episode would be, you know, what, you know it's, yeah, I didn't watch it. It's a clip show. It's a clip show. Um, the fact that Troy McClure, there's some really good Troy McClure bits in it where, like, um. He's smiling on camera, then the camera turns off and he like goes into a corner and starts start drinking and smoking. It's it's pretty funny. Um but yeah, it is it is kind of like a place filler episode and I like the fact that they didn't like they just said 138th. It's like there's no reason they have to choose that episode, but that that, yeah. that number. Um we've got and for our last one we got Marge Be Not Proud, which is um Christmas episodes where Bart gets caught shoplifting. Um Don Brogger. Um I love how he turns into the back of the seat and also ashes his, ashes his cigarette into the ashtray in the car. Um, I love that the, when Bart um, thinks he's going to be in juvenile detention, he gets a book of carpet samples or yesterday's newspapers. <laughs> and there's that, there's that guy, he's like... It's pretty good. Rob Carvello's um, putting challenge or golf. Yes, um, that whole end of it where it's like... Would you like to be again? You have selected? No. <laughs> um, but yeah, we got... Um, I uh, I almost I almost got that game. Uh, I sent you that during the week. Yeah, no, it I was, saw that, yeah. 
I, I forgot the guy's name now, but it was there was a very lame golfing game that I remember as a child, and I did not want to buy it. <laughs> um, and buy me bone store, go to hell is is always. Uh... I I feel like this episode really affected my relationship with my mother as a child. <laughs> like that that feeling of you've disappointed them and getting that cold shoulder. Yeah. And just when they stop trying. And that's the thing, like, this is... Oh, man. This is like, this, this is like the... I, I believe this is, like, kind of the Marge season because we, we see, like, the whole gamut of emotions from her, which we haven't seen before, of, like... Like, when, when she goes to his room and he's like, oh, the Tuckin' Express is right on time, and she just goes, goodnight. And I... Look, I, I'm a dad, and I, I hate to say it, but I've done stuff like that, like... Because, like, you, you hate yourself for it, but it's like... You need to sort of... You don't need to like sometimes like showing that you're disappointed is is that lesson that they need to learn of like this is what uh, everyone knows growing up when you hear i'm not mad i'm just disappointed yeah yeah and it's that's like the real knife that's a yeah. dagger through my heart and it's yeah and and look and like you, you hate doing it as a parent but it's like at the same time it's like well it's it kind of that's where they get perspective of like oh you I don't do you don't get away with everything no no um but yeah so here uh, we are so, so yeah, um, so now we're going on to our top tens, and um, I have to say, like reviewing some of these, I'm like, oh, man, have I, have I done the right choices for a couple of them? But like, we'll we'll we'll, we'll get there. Um, I've done something silly though, and I've done a top five for each season. So I either need uh, to put them into a ten, or hope that you've done something similar. <laughs> uh, I have not, but you can. I don't know. What what do you what, do? You want to do? You want uh, a couple of minutes just to sort of? I I can I can make it a ten. Okay, cool. Well, I'll start off. I'll, I'll, I'll start the ball rolling and then you can, as I'm doing that, you can um, uh, sort your list Perfect. out. So my number 10, uh, I believe it had to be in there because it's such a landmark thing of, of the entire series. I put um, Who Shot Mr. Burns number part one as my oh. number 10 because I believe that it is, it's a really, really important episode because it shows just how how cinematic they can take a premise. Um, they, the publicity they did for, I mean, I remember before the, the, the part two actually even aired, they had like a part, they had, they had a special um, bonus episode where they had the guy who was part of um, America's Most Wanted. He actually hosted the show in this, this mock thing and they actually broke down the crime and they were like asking people like um, to go through the evidence and stuff like that. So it was like this, this huge thing. That's amazing. And, um, I don't. I, th- I think it might be on the on the um, the DVD set, but um, I remember it was really hard to find that um, that bonus episode. But yeah, um, I remember watching this with my brother, and like we genuinely did not know. Like there was there was no one on the playground that knew. There was no one that could like spoil it for us. Like no one had been on the internet, so we genuinely didn't know. Did not know, and it was like yeah, it was it was good. But yeah, part one is obviously the better out of the two. So that's my, that's my number ten. I'm, I'm dying now for the, you're either nine now, that's number 10. <laughs> um, you're probably going to be disappointed, but mine is Radioactive Man. Okay. Um, okay. I know I know there's some annoying moments, there's a lot of Millhouse, but there's just, there's um, too much classicness about this to... But then you've also got, go get them scouts. <laughs> <laughs> um, the dumb little things like Flim Springfield. Oh, yeah. Krusty in his range. The I like spy this, guy I love. I like the cynical ending too, where they're like, 
um, they basically swap the swap the narrative on like the small town being like the greedy one, and then they're back in Hollywood where everyone like supports each other and, and it's like yeah. really nice. It's so fucking good. Although the the animation of cars driving at the end really annoys me because it looks really shit. But um, yeah, it's all just part of it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. I like that. Thank um, you, Jimmy Jellicers. Sideshow Bob's last gleaming, because because you love some Bob. I love some Bob. Um. It's just. <laughs> I think, yeah, the the man the man who eats faces is is great. Um, uh, I and just rock me like a hurricane. Yes, um, I and um, I also like the you know the fact that he's like I'm aware of that of the irony of me being on TV in in order to decry it. So don't point that out. Yeah. Um, the fact that Homer says <laughs> they didn't have any aspirin, so I got you some cigarettes. Um, <laughs> is amazing. Um, and just um. Yeah, like there's like little um, you know the the fact that Bart's not wearing clean underwear, um, you know all that sort of stuff. So it's just um, when I watched it again, you got Ali Ermi, um, and like that thing where he's like gonna roll you up like a Kleenex at a snot party. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. So yeah, um, I had to I had to put a Bob on there. So Bob is is on there. So there you go. This is not uh the funniest episode that I know and love, but Mother Simpson um, hits in multiple spots. So I think it's worthy of a 10. Yeah, I like it. Like, um... it's, it's got its funny bits. It's emotional. Um, you finally find out about his mum, but it's never really come up. No. And that heartbreaking bit where they're on the bed and Homer realises that she did abandon him and he didn't know why. He's like, I guess I just wasn't worthy of love. Yeah, and it's like it's it's he's got some depth there that like you know you didn't know it was there, so it's 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 full on. Yeah, it's nice. Okay, what about number two? eight, sir? Number eight, two dozen and one greyhounds. Oh, um, see my vest is is yeah. I, I the, thought see my vest would bring it higher. It, it was it, it it did get swapped around a little bit, um, but I just love the fact that. Again, like any anywhere, anytime that um, Burns can be evil, um, I love the lay in the tramp um, little sort of mock thing that they do. Um, Did you notice that one of the puppies was called Paul? Is it? Yeah. I like how just before it starts going really really fast on the bowls, you can see a Paul. There's also um, is it Bradford? Yes, and Bradford too. <laughs> Bradford and Bradford too. Um. <laughs> You know, a little thing for the models, the models Inc. Um, my sister um, and her family named their dog Rory Calhoun after um, the dog in this episode. So. Very nice. We tried to teach Queequay a trick. Um, every time he'd stand up, we'd say, Who, who's Rory Calhoun? <laughs> that was his, his cue to stand. Oh, man. It's, it, is, it is great. Um, so, yeah, that's my number eight. What's yours? Number... Mine is Elbato's Cometo. Ah, that's my number seven. So, oh, yeah, neighbors, um, rumpy doppelganger. Yeah, rumpy doppelganger is great. Um, just the, and oh, this is and the other. This is like going in. This, it's not in the seventh season yet, but like, um, I love how negligent Marge is at the start of this episode, where she says like, he's like, oh, can you make me breakfast? She's like, there's a stuffed pepper in the bin. Just wash it good. <laughs> and it's just like she's like Marge is great when she's had her sleep. 
but like if you wake up in the middle of the night, she's just going to get you to eat out the trash, and that's amazing. Uh, another wife that doesn't play ball when Ned gets kicked out of the bomb shelter, <laughs> and Maud says, "I'll come," and he goes, "No, don't do that." She's, okay. <laughs> It's very, very quick to stay and leave her husband behind. And I also like the fact that Homer's like, especially his children, and just looks at him with such utmost disgust. Yeah. It's just amazing. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, Bart's coming. And like, you know, um, and Homer eventually says, I, I always like the, the, the shot of them on standing, like sitting on their roof because they want to watch the yeah. comet be. Um, his, uh, his thumb twiddling does go on a little bit long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, 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 yeah, it's, it's no sideshow Bob being hit by space, um, hit by rakes. No. Um, but I'm going to flip as you just did. Uh, number seven for me is two dozen and one greyhounds. Oh, there you go. Because it's, it's great. This, not just a song. Um, puppies are adorable. Mr. Burns not putting thought into his schemes. <laughs> Santa's little, little helper trying to jump over, but he can't quite do it. Um, um, and when he calls her a bitch, and Marge is like, hmm, I'm going to write to the dictionary people about that. <laughs> oh, and at the end when they try to steal the dogs back and Mr. Burns goes, here's the phone, call someone who cares. <laughs> Give me that. Um, oh, man, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gold. Oh, maybe it should I'd, like to, I'd like to make, it make a um, tally of how many times that Mr. Burns has leveled a gun at a child in The Simpsons. Oh, yeah, probably probably don't want to know. <laughs> oh, man. So that's your, your number six. Okay, so my number six is... This is the one that was like... I was back and forth with. Mm. Um, it was going to be Homer versus Patty and Selma. But, but I think I'm going to give it to Lisa the vegetarian because I, I like the fact that they gave Lisa a decent um, story and a decent episode to um, yeah. And they don't her. they don't make fun of it particularly. Like no, it's not, like they do, but it's not. Oh, this is a dumb way to live. Yeah, I mean, I like I like the episodes that are like just a bit. I mean, I know um, I used to like you know co-host a radio show with someone who's like used to hate the Lisa episodes and it's like uh, it's just that thing of like if you're gonna like a show I think you sort of need to like what, most facets of it and it's like these episodes are the ones that actually you know world building and also uh, show the depth of the character that you know uh, that don't you don't get in like your average one so it's just like I think and even if you don't like that character and what they always bring it gives you a break from the others for an episode. Mm. So then you can come back next week and fall in love with them again because you barely saw them last week. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like putting this up against say like the, um, Melby Stacy episode. I think like Lisa had a lot of good ideas in that episode, but like, wasn't sort of fully sort of fleshed out. But like this episode, I think yeah. she really, um, she's, and she sticks with it and she's, she's doing it for the right reason. So Yeah. Except uh, their industry is bad. Uh, my number six is extra, extra tired smells. Oh, man. Yep. I already knew <laughs> I already that. Knew that. <laughs> um, it, is, it is sad, but as uh, a person who doesn't have human children, I don't get the, the heavy sad side of it as much. I can understand it would be heartbreaking and possibly too realistic that this would happen. But 
stupid baby, the toilet thing, I just toilet paper thing I just found out about. My only son when they watch Itchy and Scratchy. <laughs> the amount of times I've said my only son and completely forgot what episode it is even from. But Homer in those classes, learning how to be a good dad. <laughs> and um the Yeah, just um him and Cletus. Yeah. It's like I cut my finger on the screen door again. <laughs> Cotton picking. Why would you yell at him for that? Oh my god, it's just and like if anything, like it actually shows more for, more so for him that like he probably shouldn't have the kids back. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's 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 good. Your number five. My number five. Uh, my number five, and like you may feel bad about it now, but I I laughed a lot in that, and it's King Size Homer. Oh. Um, we got the bird. <laughs> oh yeah. The bird drinking Grooming. water. Um. Oh, that bird. Yeah, like the the the, the bird drinking the water. Um, yep. and Homer just being amazed by it. Um, Mr. Burns is pretty uh, funny in this episode, and he also legitimately like. I mean, you got the one, hi, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and he's like, yeah. and also love the fact that his his workout attire is like a pair of shorts and a t shirt, but he's also got like a, a sweater tied around his his neck. And well, yeah, like, he went to university, and he's um, he says like um. Breathe out the jives, bring in the love. Like he just says all this stuff that just does not. It's like he, he, he just sort of watched something else that was like a, a workout video, and he's like, "I'm just going to pretend to be that." But it's like it's got some of the most unburns like burns behavior. And um, I also like the fact that like at the end, he's just going to pay for the liposuction, which is a way to just get back to normal at the end of the episode. Um, but yeah, I, I look. Is I, this I, also the start with the um? With the fake body, what yeah. Do you mean? This is how the this is how he gets his Saturday back because he fakes his own death. Or is that a different episode? Where am I? No, that's uh, that's Mother Simpson. Oh, it was. That's why she rocks up. Yeah, sorry. This starts um, out with the exercising. Yeah. So and then um, it was just like it. it I think and the, I think the writers I did read something that they were um, they didn't want to like mock his obesity. So, like, there's that way of, like, he wants to do this in order to, like, not have to go to work and stuff like that. So, it's, like, it's kind of, like, ultimately his decision to do it. Like, it's not... They didn't want to sort of make it like he was stress-eating in, like, you know, the way that, like, a lot of other people obtain obesity is, like, you know, usually through stress and through, like, um, trauma and lots of stuff. So, like, this was, like, he consciously wanted to do this to, like, to, to get to, like, not work at work um, and then realises that it's not healthy sort of thing. And I think they do treat it well especially for like 1995 when like we would yeah. have been right in the middle of like workout perfect body fever yeah um but yeah uh i think a lot of people um did but a lot of people in in the health departments were kind of worried that it might spurn people to try and do what he's doing and so like hopefully that didn't happen but yeah i don't think it would have but yeah, I I I, stu- I, I, I don't think it I don't think it really shone a bad light on it. I don't think it was Yeah. I don't know, I just I wasn't I wasn't entirely sorry on just the the way they spoke of disability and weight. Uh, I I don't know. I would just stay clear cuz I'm not I'm not getting involved sometimes. Yeah. No, it's I look I stand by it. I think it's a pretty funny episode, so yeah, number 5. Uh my 5 is Homie the Clown. Nice. Um I imagine that I'm hoping that's going to come up higher for you cuz you haven't mentioned it yet. Um, um, classic Krusty, classic Homer. Uh, what else do you want? 
mobsters. You the the mobsters, terrible, yeah. terrible bets that he keeps making. Oh, yeah, it's like what I thought the generals would do. Um, yeah, I it's, am squirming. It's, uh. <laughs> and we also find out that uh, Milhouse's dad works at a cracker factory. That's what, what yeah, I, I, when I watched that, I was like, name, is this the first cracker factory? Um, yeah, he's a pretty big deal to the cracker factory. No, he says a big wheel. Right. Because the line, if you're an adult and you know of it, you'd say he's a big cheese cracker. Yeah. That's funny. Whereas me, I was like, he's a big wheel at the cracker factory. Oh man, the, the look that Bart gives him too when he yeah. says that is amazing. Um, all right, so my number four is Bart sells his soul. Um, Guess what? Guess what? what? Twinsies. Hey. Yeah, we did it. Um, <laughs> I love uh, Millhouse rubbing his soul into the dirt <laughs> and behind yeah. the background. Um, I love. Uh, that his house is being um, uh, gassed for um, for termites. One of my favorite, like one of the favorite lines. Like I, I used to be, I, I, I mean, I, look, perceptions like all mine. But like I used to do a pretty good Kirk, and um, at school, uh, one, of my, I, one of my, I would agree. One of my best lines is like, "Close the door, you're letting the heat out." Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> um, Kirk the dank. is. Don't forget the dank. Oh, the dank. Kirk is amazing. Kirk is, is such a well-rounded character for like, such a he's, small he's, character. He's popped up a few times yeah. um, in this bunch of episodes. He's he's a weird little guy. He doesn't really put up with a lot of shit. You've got Mill no. Harris, who's this little weenie nerd, super pathetic, and he's a loser. His dad will stand up for himself and yeah, call shit out. Yeah. No, he's we, not always right, but like he will... But then we find out that like maybe like at home, he's, he's his mum... like. It's more the, the pants wearer. So. Yeah. Um, uh, you've also yeah. got Shoshana Let's Roll. <laughs> Classic. Um, when Homer's... He's not belittling Mo. When he's just going through all the things he did wrong. Oh, yeah. And Mo's, like, Mo's face, is just face just yeah. drops. He's like... He's getting it, sadder and sadder. Dirty, Let me dirty, get a pad. 40,000. 40, <laughs> <laughs> um, and Pogform. Yep. How can we forget Pogform? And also... um. Yeah, the Texas Cheesecake Depository. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's really, a great episode. I would love to be. I would love to be um, that writing session of like we got to work out weird eateries that could be in Springfield. <laughs> they did very um, well. Number three, um, again, this is a toss up, um, and I'm not going to do my usual thing where I like. Well, no, I am going. I am going to do my usual thing of like. <laughs> I'm going to toss up between two, and then the other one's not even going to be on the list whatsoever. Um, I thought it was going to be Homer the Great, um, but I, 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 the week ending, yeah, the week ending. Um, I think it's just like it, there's a lot of good stuff in there, but yeah, Homer the Clown definitely sort of supersedes it just with the mob connection and um, good choice. Yeah, so uh, burn Great, that seat. I burn that seat. Um, yeah, the whole. Th- I love the um, the animation when he like finally like gets the <laughs> gets it caught around his waist, like the whole the whole ring thing. Oh yeah. It's just amazing. Um yeah, I I I love it. It's uh um it's just one of the better all-rounded episodes and also but it's also very bizarre because um yeah, he doesn't go to his job. He just has this job that doesn't doesn't make Yeah, like any. why is any of this happening? Yeah. And he also um who's the guy he's talking to? The guy that says I know Woody Allen. Um <laughs> I can never remember his name. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, so that's my number, number, my number three. I also didn't mention, because um, I don't think it's in my top. Uh, no, from Astara's Burns, this is not in my top three. Yeah. Um, when Wolfcastle says, I'm Woody Allen and I sleep with little girls. Oh, yeah, I think that was cut. Oof. I think that was cut in um, our broadcast because, like, when 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 I used to watch on Foxtel, that's when they showed like the um, the unedited ones, and I was like, "Oh, I do not remember that joke at all." Yeah, I mean, factual, but you know, also amazing like, that they got it in there. Not kind of kind of not funny either. <laughs> no. Um, sorry to ruin the mood. Coming back to funny, Lemon of Troy, number three. Ah, uh, my number two. I, it's it, it was hard my top three like they could have gone anyway i could have juggled these and been happy with what was what was there yeah. um one of my like long time all time favorites when you tell the story you're boring springfield <laughs> but it didn't i don't know if i just was not quite in the right space where it did not i didn't love it as much but, but i still like, there's so much good stuff like i mean there's like that whole thing of um uh <laughs> There's so many gags that, around Bart being weird, a tutor. That weird lemon-shaped rock, or there's lemon behind that yeah. rock. Um, the 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 Shelbyville Homer that works at the um, junkyard. Uh, the the fact that he has a shower when they're driving oh, home. The Winnebago, yeah. And then like it's um, and then he, he falls over in it. And now he's upside down. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like uh, I I I do I do love and like the whole Shelbyville thing, which I think fell by the wayside. Like I mean. We see it again, um, I believe, in season seven with uh, when the Jebediah Springfield one with the yep. Fife. Um, that comes up a bit later, sort of thing. But like that kind of that, I, I do like that sort of the, the, that sort of rivalry that they had, and they don't really sort of lean into it much in the later seasons. Um, I but, think there's probably only so much you can do with it without redoing it and overdoing it. Um, yeah. And when you've got an episode as good as Lemon of Troy. Uh, where can you go now? Chicago boy. Um, um, but the the bits I maybe didn't miss or remember as well as a kid when Bart says he's going to teach these kids a lesson. I remember that. Two time. I remember. I remember Marge saying that she chooses to take it literally. Yeah. But then they call back to it. Oh, um, Bart some quit his shooting drum and become a vigilante. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. And Marge and is just I, I she's so focused on like no no Bart's a tutor is he having trouble with his tutoring? I love the innocence of Marge. She just like totally believes and he's like yeah like you know I I I can't believe anything else except for the fact that he's a he was a tutor and now he's not um I like the I like Chibberville Millhouse um when doves cry yeah um, yeah it's just a, a really good episode and probably one of the, the best of nay the series not just um. The I'm very excited for you, number one, because I'm sensing that we might have the same. But first, my number two. Yeah. Uh, my disappointment for your number ten is because who shot Mr. Burns Part One? Okay, that's good. Cool. Takes out my my deuce. Yeah. It's it's. I think growing up, I I liked it a lot as a kid, but it just got so overdone. It was like such a big media thing of like, oh my god, who shot Mr. Burns? This whole cliffhanger bullshit. Yeah. That I think I just subconsciously thought less and less and less of it if it because it, it kind of superseded the the episode and probably like the fact they put so much publicity into it meant that the ultimate and i think they kind of knew that the ultimate uh ending of this story is not going to be what everyone wants like it's they they they, they built it up so much 
Yeah. And like, I'm not saying that the, that the 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 fact that Maggie's the one that did it is a bad ending. It's just that it's such a such a weird sort of segue away from like what you'd think it was. That um, in hindsight, got- you could have had the intro to season seven being them finding out it's Maggie, and then the episode just moves on. Yeah. Spend like two minutes on it, and then that's it. Yeah, but then it's like you do that whole thing. They got a Tito Puente bit. Because <laughs> there's so much great like character moments and lines throughout part hey, one. In the, that... in the second one, we got Drag Skinner too. So... Oh, yeah. Yeah. But anything else he tells you is filthy lied. <laughs> um, there's a really cute bit I never noticed where Bart said he'd bring the Three Stooges back to life. Oh. And Lisa's like, do you think they'd want to hang out with you? Wouldn't they want to see their families? And he goes, yeah, I guess they would like to hang out with their families. <laughs> Just so defeated, but yeah. like acknowledging that, yeah, that's what they would want. I'd never noticed that bit before. Um, and also the uh, um, little callback to Simon and Garfunkel when he's dancing around. Hello, lamppost. Like, what you're doing? I can't watch your power flowing. <laughs> Genius. Just the fact that, like, you know, I don't, I look, I know that we're overanalyzing this, but like someone like Mr. Burns would know a Simon and Garfunkel lyric enough to be able to, like, change the lyrics to it for his own evil thing is just amazing. Like, I, well, he I probably like, heard. Homer's mum singing it at one point. <laughs> hey, if you want to talk about Homer's mum, and then you're going to talk about my number one, which is Mother Simpson. No because way. I watched this and I cried. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, the ending part where it's just him sitting on the bonnet of the car oh, and, no. watching, um, and watching uh, shooting stars in the desert is... So perfect. The music is so melancholy, but yet still a little bit hopeful. Like the fact that the that the fact that he says, "Like at least I'm awake to see you leave this time." Oh no! It's just um. And then Disney cuts it and goes to the next episode. Then I go back to that thing, and I'm like, "No, you will not cut this." Um. But yeah, I um this time around, it, it, it look, and it could be it could be an emotional thing that I'm in it right now. I don't know, but uh. I I think it's just it's heartfelt. Um, the funny moments are really funny, but like the um, the fact that we sort of get this like huge piece of a puzzle that we didn't know about Homer, um, and then and I think they look. I I know that they kind of kill it um, uh, later down the the road, mm-hmm. but at at this time it's 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 amazing. So yeah, I did not see that coming. I thought for sure we we're both going to have Treehouse of Horrors. Nah, I mean, I, I, I just, I, I put it up against the Shining one, and it's just, it's not as good. I think I've seen this one a bit more, and like as much as I like the music and stuff of the three D one, I don't really like watching it now as much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, yeah, for some reason, I love I, when they get Ned round to to get on his ladder. Like that's gonna. Help. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. There's a Twilight um, Zone references, Tron references, Patty and Selma saying you just went into fat air. Yeah. Um I mean the mascots one are like, hey, don't don't scratch up them heads. <laughs> and um like and just, I do just like a the fact the thought of a giant donut. I, I like the fact I also like the fact that when the um all these monsters hear them singing this just, just don't look song, they then start to smash the buildings even harder. Yeah, and it still doesn't do it. So it's yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Um, and the Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, the Nightmare on Elm Street one. Yeah, like it's it's, it's, it's good. Um, I, you don't get enough um, Willy. 
Yeah, and but the Martin, that little yell that he gives in class, and then like the way that his but his body's contorted, and they wheel him out, and the sheet comes off, and the children scream. He's like, "Not until the kindergarten!" Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's it's. I don't know. I couldn't not. I think going into it, my expectations were low. Yeah. Um, and then it just turned out to be. I think if like the Bob one wasn't as good, I think it could have like snuck in to like replace my Bob. But like, I think I'm always going to put a Bob in because I just I love those episodes so much. Bob in, Bob in. Um, cool. So that's done. We're done. Simpsons. Uh, close that chapter. Um, next next yeah. season. Next season we'll be going into like yeah the um season seven, season eight. So probably get back to the two parters there. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, um, thanks for um, spending some time with us and talking Simpsons. I know that it's like this is like one of our uh, most indulgent sort of episodes of the of the seasons. But like, we love doing it. We love the Simpsons, and it's like. And believe it or not, I think we do quite well to restrain ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like we could just do like, and like at at one point I thought like, do I just at some point throw our throw our names into the Simpsons podcast show? pool of like you know of thousands of people talking about the simpsons but i don't think we need like an entire episode slight to do each every episode i think just this little no. sum up is yeah, good yes i do um if you do like a, a good simpsons um uh podcast there's a bunch of them around uh uh round springfield so they, they 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 did a whole bunch of episodes and um they actually get people who worked on the simpsons they got a couple of really good bill Oakley episodes um, and a couple of writers and stuff like that. So yeah, if you find Round Springfield, it's got 230 episodes that you can check out. So that's a really decent one if you want. That's a lot of episodes. It is. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, it's uh, livingthepastpod at gmail.com or um, just check us out on Instagram. Um, we also got uh, Do You Think I'm Spooky, which is a podcast about the Exiles, which will be coming back pretty soon. Uh, we've got two more episodes for this season. And then we're on to 96, which will be like, a, we'll have a bit of a break, but then um, getting into that. So next week will be our December, and then we'll have our always favorite, even more indulgent episode of our top five oh God. lists for... Uh, that will be like a three-parter. 1995, so yeah. Looking forward to that one. I'm already starting to make my lists and stuff like that, so yeah, it's going to be good. I'm also making your list, don't worry. <laughs> keep All right. Tabs. Uh, cool. So thanks for that, and we will see you next week. Good night, everyone. You'll hear us. We won't see you. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Living in the Past. Music by Antigold. Check out his stuff at antigold.bandcamp.com. Artwork by Carly Kagenvin. Check out her stuff at carlykagenvin.design on Instagram. Or email her, carlykagenvin at hotmail.com. Do you like The X-Files? Check out our other podcast, Do You Think I'm Spooky? Available on all podcast platforms. Like what you're hearing? Give us a faster review and a comment on Apple, Spotify, or Chartable. Stay cosy, look back, and relax. We'll see you later.